Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale Your Agency. I'm on with Colby Flood. I actually brought him back on, uh, had him on about a quarter ago, near the beginning of the year. It was a really great interview, learned a lot, and uh, I'm very excited to have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Colby. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on again. For sure. And, you know, we wanted to have you back because we like to review progress of different agencies and kind of seeing where they've been growing, any potential obstacles they face, how they might have overcame them. So if you had to describe the last three months since I believe it was December when we had an interview, what would you use as like a one sentence disclaimer or summary of of that entire three month period? I'll put it in a a three letter acronym, ABR, always be recruiting. That has been the, uh, one of the biggest things that I've learned. So if anybody listened to the last one or familiar with the agency, we grew 300% last year. I went from freelancing to hiring out a team and, Yeah. One thing I learned in the past three months in specific is to always be recruiting and just to make sure to have job line uh, outlines clearly laid out so you can see what to expect from team members. So that's been a huge focus of mine, mainly over the past month is just building out funnels for recruiting and vetting out potential team members. Right. And with that, I mean, what roles were you specifically needing the most yeah, media buyer. So we we mainly focus on uh, paid social, Facebook and Instagram. So uh, highly effective and self-sufficient media buyers, I guess is the best way to put it. We didn't fully have laid out like our job outlines, how we clarified a junior versus a media buyer versus a senior media buyer. And when we did that, it became apparent that we had some opportunities to uh, hire some new people in some roles. And yeah, that's been the the main focus so far. What was the, what, what's been the biggest issue with finding these media buyers before? I mean, was it that they weren't maybe as skilled as you needed them to be? Or what was the biggest problem that made you have to keep recruiting them? Yeah, skill would be the main thing. One thing that really helped out actually is uh, Jordan from the group and the operations consultant helped me build out a, like a pre-interview wall, which mm-hmm. was a form that we use on our website now. So if somebody submits an application on LinkedIn or on Indeed or another source, Uh, We get them to fill out the form first. So we're not spending time hiring people or interviewing people just based off of their application. So that's been a great uh, way to filter out people a lot. And then one thing that I was doing in the past as well is I would find one candidate, I would put them through the interview process, and then I would hire them and bring them on board to have them on board, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at finding three potential candidates, putting them through the interview process fully, and then bringing them all on for a trial period for the first three to four weeks to see how they do comparative to each other so that we're not just putting all of our opportunities on one potential hire. I love that. Yeah. And it definitely makes sense that, you know, you're, you're trying to get people who are already coming in the box. And I think that's a big difference between how I used to hire and how I hire now. One thing I do, I'm looking for developers, for instance, is I'll put a problem out there online and I'll say, you have to solve this. And if you can solve it, the best person to solve it, you know, can be hired uh, or brought on as a contractor. 
So that's always been a good way to do it. And I think I personally love that strategy. I think it's a very smart strategy. What has growth been like the last three months? I mean, have you been able to effectively break through some plateaus with the business or, or what are some areas you see emerging as kind of bigger growth vehicles for your company? Yeah. So looking at revenue wise, we have increased slightly. We haven't had as drastic of an increase this year compared to the last year's Q1 as I would like, but it has been a good opportunity for us to reorganize our structure, condense some rolls down, open up some additional margin rooms. So we opened up about 20% of margin, which was good. Mm. And we got the same output from less people in the company, yeah. which was good. And then um, now we're in the process actually this week and next week of bringing on three new media buyers for that test period and then one new operations manager so that we can keep pushing in that right direction. So a little bit of uh, kind of slow down to speed up this season. We yeah. grew 300% and then spent a quarter kind of reorganizing everything that we had so that we could do that. Yeah, it's really interesting the amount of peaks and valleys there are, right? We went through the same exact thing multiple times and it's uh, frustrating, but once you get through it, you definitely see exponential growth. I think the biggest thing with agencies is what you mentioned is freeing up a margin. You can only, unless you get funding or you take on debt, the only way you can really grow is by becoming more profitable or just going out and get a ton more sales. But that requires a lot out of the individual running the business. The best way to do it, in my opinion, automated is just to become more profitable. How did you become more profitable? What were the things you did that actually enabled you to become more profitable this quarter? A couple of things. One of the most obvious, we raised prices, right? Mm -hmm. So we took on uh, clients at a higher rate that were just increasing our average order. And then finding more proficient team members in the sense, and I mean that in the best way possible, but in the sense that they could handle a higher workload and not as require as much handholding so that we could put more accounts on specific people. And then two, condensing roles. So we took what was two roles and condensed into one person's responsibility because that's what it should have been. And we're able to free up margin space that way as well. I've profiled this a couple of times for your agency, but the fact that you guys get a lot of business from Upwork and you also, you know, you guys are use Upwork as well for hiring your own talent. Are you hiring people out of the States or are you hiring people internationally? Where are you focusing your efforts on finding people? That's a good question. Both. Generally, I hire people outside of the United States. It really depends. Like for example, the three media buyers that we're looking at bringing on board next week for the trial, one is in South Africa, one is in Serbia, and one is in Kansas. I think he is in. So yeah really runs the gamut that way. I've been asking this, this to people now, mainly because I've seen it as a big realization on my end that the top agencies, I mean, I just interviewed, uh, or, or I've been in discussions obviously with my Amazon guy a lot. Um, I figured out today they have, and he's mentioned this publicly, that they have a ton of people internationally as well. They're yeah. growing extremely fast. I don't know if he's, if I'm willing to, or able to disclose the newest revenue number, but I know that publicly they've disclosed that they've done over $6 million per year nice. as a company. He grew 300% as well, 2 million to 6 million. He has an enormous team, 300 people, at least $6 million agency. It's actually larger than that now, but at least $6 million agency, 300 people. And the only way they can really do that is with having a bunch of people who are international. Cause that's just impossible to have that many people on staff in the States. So it's interesting that you're moving that direction a little bit too. Has that been on purpose or is that something that you just happened because you, you looked at the talent pool and you, you found that there are just better people in different areas or was it, was it a currency thing where you could get uh, more margin because people in a different country, it's just the, the cost of, of really good talent is different. A little bit of the both. And I did see um, your, one of your most recent articles on LinkedIn about arbitrage uh, and looking at people hiring in specific states based on that. 
not just even outside, but yeah, I feel like you can find different talent pools in different sections, right? So I've noticed in Pakistan, there's a lot of people that are very uh, well-versed in like data collection, data analysis uh, opportunities that way. People in the Philippines and people in parts of Africa, very good at media buying, very good at uh, the Facebook ads part. There's a couple of countries in South America that I'm seeing that with. And two, it's a win-win for both the company and the employee as well, just because I can find a media buyer who is proficient to highly proficient, I would say, in the States. And they're going to be looking at asking for anywhere from four to six K a month uh, for a retainer. When you can find somebody in uh, another country, let's say Nigeria or somewhere in Africa, the average monthly income is like 400 to 800 USD. And you can give them two to two and a half K a month. Right. And it's a win-win for both because they're making way above and beyond they ever could uh, if they work domestically. Right. So it's, it's a good opportunity on both, both sides. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. I had a team out of uh, the States when I first scaled to that first number. I always talk about $185,000 per month in sales. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was always about incentive. It's like, how can you convince somebody? And I had a, I think I really cut my teeth doing it that way because I had to convince people whose base was about 15 to $25 per hour in Los Angeles that, you know, they can make a hundred grand a year, but even a hundred grand a year, which some of them were able to do is not actually a huge amount in Los Angeles. There's, yeah. I mean, it is, but it's like, uh, you need to be making like 120 to feel super well off in Los Angeles, at least as a, as an employee. But point being is that there just simply was no way I could turn to somebody in Los Angeles and say, Hey, I'm going to pay you 10 times more this month. And that's basically what it's like when you hire someone out of the Philippines. I mean, paying someone $10 an hour in the Philippines is equivalent to some paying someone in Los Angeles 10 times more money. And you have to imagine how much harder you would work if you were getting paid 10 times more money in Los Angeles. I mean, you'd, get, you'd work a lot harder. So the production is just insanely different. They're way more motivated, same level of talent. It's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's not even like looking at like, oh, trying to have the highest profit margin. Like if you want to scale, you have to have that room. Like you have to have that room to overload uh, lead gen or things like that at certain points in your company. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, needed. And I think things like Zoom and uh, just the culture that we've had over the past three years with the pandemic and stuff has helped open that door for outsourcing and creating that culture as well. Well, it's definitely one of the biggest growth opportunities for companies because it's relatively not super difficult to do, especially with places like Upwork nowadays and other places such as that it's relatively not difficult to do. And I mean, just by increasing your margins per service by another 10%, you can effectively double your business overnight or 
triple it depending on how fat that difference can be. So I definitely love that strategy. Is there anything I'll, I'll, uh, I have a couple of lightning round questions we want to jump into uh, yeah. towards the end of the interview, uh, see if they're any different than before or, or if they've changed any business book recommendations you'd give the audience. That's a good question. Uh, coaching habits, one thing that I'm reading right now. So definitely seen some good insights from that. And then, you know, there's a podcast. I know you said book, but no BS leadership has been a good one. You started the agency was two years ago, right? So it started in January, 2019, started scaling in December, 2020, like hiring. Got it. I'm going to ask you this again, because I want to see if it's different or if it's changed. One thing you wish you knew when you were 20. Networking is very, very important. I don't know what my answer was last time, but I was always a do it myself, get it done, figure it out how to do it type thing. Yeah. Building your network and having all stars around you is very, very important. What has been the biggest benefit you would describe with that, with having partnerships, having people who are you're networking with, what's been the biggest benefit for you? Honestly, if you have partners that are open to sharing information, it can help you grow your agency because it curves the, the learning time, right? You can share processes, you can share, share learnings that you're having, problems that you're having. So, I mean, it, it helps the scaling process of the agency more so than just the leads that could potentially come in from having partners as well. Right, right. Is there any particular piece of knowledge that you've, you've found most beneficial the last three months that, that you've learned from the network or just from people you met that you'd be willing to share? That's a good question. <laughs> don't feel super uh, obligated to answer if you don't have one off the top of your head. Yeah, I would say um, some of the learnings from Jordan, definitely looking at that pre-interview wall and then just looking at kind of the, his concept of building the house and things like that have definitely helped out. I wonder if this is the same too. How would you 10X your business in the next 12 months? What's Now that you've become more profitable and uh, you are, I'm assuming, producing more cash flow as well, what is the strategy if you were to grow from, I think you guys last time we talked were doing thirty-two, forty $40,000 a month to $400,000 per month. What would you do if you had to do it within 12 months? Yeah, it would be opening up additional pipelines, really focusing on building out partnerships and strategic partnership pathways that way, potentially adding in an additional service and adding in a done with you service as well. And continuing to recruit and vet out and train a players to make sure that we are operating as lean as possible. Amazing. And I also want to ask you, I know when we talked last time, you mentioned that creating content was a big thing you want to do in the future. Is that something that is in the near term or is it still something you want to do more in the future? Yeah, it's actually something um, I'm moving towards right now. So I've been, I've had a goal recently of getting on one podcast per week, just had Supermetrics release one yesterday, which was exciting. So that's part of where my content is coming from is just actual features of things like that. And I'm working towards stair-stepping podcasts into speaking at actual events. And then, yeah, I'll be looking at creating, creating content for something like TikTok. I'm trying to find that one platform and, and hammer in on it. TikTok or LinkedIn might be it, but I've seen you and Jordan talk a lot about Twitter. So I see a lot of uh, <laughs> opportunity on Twitter. So I just need to find one and, and stick to it, I guess. I can say Twitter has definitely been very good for growing the community. I think the thing about all these platforms uh, that I've learned, and it's been interesting trying to juggle my time developing and managing the community with creating content and engaging. I've tried mm -hmm. to make content creation process and the engagement process as easy as possible so I can actually stick to it. But the thing is that, when it comes to all these platforms I've noticed is just all about engagement. It's just about mm -hmm. consistently engaging every single day with everyone. 
that's the only way to really grow unless you just have some sort of content that just instantly goes viral and you get really lucky. Other than that, it's just all about engagement. It's kind of crazy, but it's been great having you on the show again, Colby. I really appreciate it. I mean, it, I predict that you definitely will at least double or triple in the next quarter to two quarters. Cause if you became more profitable, then I definitely think you'll, you'll hit some hyperscale here in the next uh, three to six months. So excited to see it and excited to have you back on the show in the future. And for anybody that wants to get in touch with you about brighter click or just partnering in general, since there's a lot of agencies who listen to the show, is there any way that they can get in touch with you or take you up on an offer? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, partnership program, visit www.brighterclick.com backslash partner. That's our landing page just to share our offers that we do for partners. Find me on LinkedIn, Colby Flood, add me on there and we can definitely connect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Colby. And for everybody listening, go check out Brighter Click. This guy's awesome. He's been on the show now twice. I'm excited to have him on in the future. And uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time.